This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Reddit likes this Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. We Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode number 375. Check us out. iTunes, Stitch Radio, Google Play, MarkingOut.com. Want to buy some merch? ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkingOut. Give us a like on Facebook, Facebook.com slash MarkingOut. Please go watch Cooking with Brandon episode 6 on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash markingout11. Follow us on Twitter at markingout. You can follow me on Twitter at bttg161, and I am doing awesome as always. I am also joined by Dave. You can follow him on Twitter at davetherave underscore mo. You can also follow Chris at chrisweendog. Um, WrestleMania was super weird. Like, it was super, I, I, I can't, like, there's, like, it wasn't bad, but it was just, it was super weird. I, I It has to be the weirdest WrestleMania of all time. But before we talk about that, guy, by the way, I'm not actually here this week, I'm in Disney World, but uh, guys, how was, how was your week? Brandon is missing his first episode, I think, since Hurricane Sandy, if I'm not mistaken. Ooh, I'm not even too sure about that. Yeah, neither am I, but yep, you are listening to Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Brandon brought the entire show in. Uh, yeah, Brandon's not here. Brandon uh, is being a big kid at heart. He's in Disney, so kudos to him. Uh, enjoy your reservation this evening. You're probably downloading this right afterwards if I uh, got around to editing it. Probably will, so. <laughs> nah. Just just to keep him happy, because you know what's going to happen. You know what's going to happen. You're gonna, it's going to be a text message at midnight. Did you guys record? Is the episode up yet? Do you need help? We should, we should just tell him that we're having difficulties. Well, we are. It's going to be delayed. Honestly, like, the, the guy, the, the guy who, does, who knows audio editing it took us a half an hour just to figure out how to do this because it wasn't working the way that I used to do it when I used to produce the show and Brandon has this other way and I should have done this earlier in the day and I didn't. So That's all right. It's all we, good. We, I, I think we should definitely tell Brandon that unfortunately we couldn't fit, figure it all out and see if he'll like offer up to do it on his own and then right before he starts to go we break the news to him that hey – it's okay. We yeah, got it. Yeah, we posted the episode. Everything's all good. Don't worry about it. No sweat. But uh, yeah, Dave, uh, how was your week? I was good. It was a good week. It was a fun, eventful week. I feel like I've been stuck to a TV a little bit at times. I, I don't. Uh huh. I I feel you on that one because it's been like WrestleMania week, and it's just like, oh man, like I'm. I think I'm at the point where I'm like a little bit tired of wrestling because it's like. At the end of WrestleMania, you like you know things are gonna go on, you know things are gonna happen, and you wanna check out all those things. And I'm like that right now. I'm like I don't want to watch any more wrestling for a little bit. Let's just get through today, and then you know. Mm-hmm. That's why you gotta go my route. You gotta go with the highlight videos. I didn't even watch SmackDown Live, so I watched the hot the live video, which isn't too good because. You potentially get spoiled, and on my video that I watched, they completely cut out the biggest part of SmackDown. Yeah. I don't understand why. Sometimes they don't uh, 
have they don't have all of the include all of the women spots. Yeah. And I'm like I miss out on all that stuff, but I'm also being glued to the TV for this uh, um, Zuckerberg stuff. Oh yeah, for, I, uh, Facebook. Yeah, I haven't really watched. I've been seeing like all the memes that have been coming out, which have been good. Yeah, it's interesting. It's very interesting, and every just to listen to some of these questions. At times, it feels like it seems like these questions any of us would know the answers to, and it's just because of the age gap that some of these congressmen and congresswomen just don't know enough about it. Yeah. It's crazy. But how was your week? Um, I hit the ground running. We came back on Sunday from our uh, week-long cruise, which was fantastic. And, you know, we have a lot to talk about, so maybe I'll get to that at the tail end of the show. But uh, editing work and being glued to the TV and kids and stuff like that. So, yeah. You got back just in time. I got back on WrestleMania Sunday. Yeah, it was uh, it was a nice thing to come back to, but it's like you get back to real life. It's like oh, we have to go food shopping and we have to do all of our laundry and we have to do this. And our parents haven't seen us in a week, so our parents want to come over and see us, which I have no problem with whatsoever. But yeah. and I, it's like I uh-huh. no, and then it's like and then WrestleMania is on. And I want to watch WrestleMania. It's like oh man. And then Monday, like the kids went back to school. My wife went back to work. I had editing work because I had a. The, you know, two days before we left, I had a shoot and I had to finish all that stuff that day. So it was a lot this week. It's it sounds like a lot, but you know what? I can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait. Um, I, I can't. I can't. I can't wait to be in that position to say everything that you just said. And I, I'm officially recorded saying this. And I guarantee you, when I get to that position, you will play this back to me. And be like, hey, remember this time when it, when you actually said that you looked forward to this this time of your life. How much do you regret that now? (laughs) We'll see. I definitely feel like that would be one of those moments. Absolutely. But, yeah, this week is going to be a uh, hashtag uh, OGMO show. No. Original. I don't know. What's the the Bull Cup shirt? OGBC? OGBC. Yeah, that's it. So it's an OGMO show this week because it's just me and Dave. Yeah. The the originators of the Market Now podcast. Um, and we have, as I said, we have a lot to talk about. So, not going and boring you guys with our weeks. Let's get into the meat and potatoes. Let's get into WrestleMania weekend. And let's start off with NXT TakeOver New Orleans, which I think might have been one of my favorite NXTs. I I loved it. The entire card, there was no dull moment of the card. There wasn't. It wasn't like those ups and downs that you had at WrestleMania. This is like every match was awesome. And you started off hot. You started off with a NXT North American Championship ladder match, which we have the first ever North American Champion, that being Adam Cole. Not to take away from everybody else, EC3 and Ricochet both debuting this match. Velveteen Dream did exactly what he does in every single NXT TakeOver event, and he stands out. Mm-hmm. Um, and Lars Sullivan and Killian Dane did an excellent job as well. There was such diversity in this match, because you had the big guy spots, you had the flippy-do spots with Ricochet, you know, and you had the all-around guys to, like, your Velveteen Dreams and your Adam Coles. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, you had someone that was pure gimmick with Velveteen Dream, with, with playing that into the match. I I love this match. I thought that there was some moments like EC3 looked like there were moments where he was a little sloppy, but I mean I feel like a lot of these wrestlers did have a little like that 
glitch at the beginning of the match. Yeah. And then they got into it. And once they got rolling, it was phenomenal. No pun intended on AJ Styles, but yeah. First ever, first ever NXT champion is Adam uh, NXT North American champion is Adam Cole. Congratulations to him. Uh, next match, we didn't even mention that that band Kane Hill opened the show by doing a live performance, which was really cool. Yeah, I wasn't too familiar with them. I, how do you like that with NXT usually tending to open with a, a live performance? Listen, Hunter, if you're listening. Carve Your Niche will gladly come back together and contribute a song to NXT TakeOver if we can play in the play at the event. We'll do it. Alright? But I like it a lot. It adds, you know, a diverse... I think I liked the last one in Brooklyn just because I'm a fan of Code Orange. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, coming you out... Them, you saw them live right after that, too. Yeah, I did. I saw them uh, I saw them uh, play with Dillinger's last show ever, which was very cool. Uh, it was interesting. I like the fact that NXT use really embodies themselves as like with music yeah I because you know triple apparently triple h is a big metalhead, so him bringing that musical aspect to it because music is important when it comes to professional wrestling i think there's a you know there's a parallel between the two of them and they kind of cross cross paths every now and then we've seen that with entrances and theme music and stuff like that so i like it and yeah, i like I, um uh-huh go no, I, I totally agree with you. I think it's fantastic to incorporate music in this in this manner. I mean, like you said, it's music dates all the way back to in history with with pro wrestling, um, and I feel like it's kind of a nice addition to it. And like you said, with Triple H being a metalhead, I feel like the metal music is perfect for NXT because it's it's hard hitting. It's it gets your adrenaline just going and rushing through the roof, and that's exactly what NXT does. Absolutely. Uh, one person that had their entrance played for them by a live pers- uh, by a live uh, band was Ember Moon, the NXT champion. Uh, unfortunately, she's not the champion anymore because she was defeated by Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler is your new NXT champion. It was very cool to see Ember Moon's music played out to the ring. Yeah, I <laughs> forgot who played the music. The lead singer, Hailstorm. Hellstorm, Hell, yes. yeah, the lead singer of Hellstorm, which was very cool. Then they had, I guess, Kane Hill playing the rest of it in the background. They probably had a backing trap to it, but this yeah. match, was, this match was awesome. No, it, it was a phenomenal. I got. I'm not going to say that again, <laughs> but it was a very good match. I was very impressed with uh, both performers, and I'm really happy to see that Moon did lose this night and everything else that progressed with Ember Moon. Yeah, uh, I um, liked the counter from the eclipse into the what what is it the cured fuda clutch yeah the yeah. fuda clutch i thought that was a, that was a cool way to end it because you haven't seen that the eclipse to the floor was oh it was awesome was and sick. Then the cel- yeah celebration with ronda rousey and uh um her her, her other uh jessamine duke yeah jessamine duke and you could see like ronda was actually like tearing up yeah dude it was great um, you also had NXT titles on the line. The Dusty Rhodes Classic. The tag team titles, also... David. Excuse me? The tag team titles. Yeah, tag team titles and the Dusty Rhodes Classic um, was determined. He had a final uh, triple threat, undisputed, successfully retaining against Pete Dunne, uh, who was alongside Roderick Strong, and the Authors of Pain. Yeah, but the big story coming out of this wasn't the fact that Colin... Colin O'Reilly, Future Shock, you could even say. That was kind of like, I was like, I just thought about that right now. I'm like, oh, wow, it's Future Shock. 
It wasn't the fact that they went clean. They had to help Roderick Strong. Roderick Strong is the newest member of the Undisputed Era, turning on Pete Dunne. I like Roderick Strong as a heel. I like this heel turn in the match. No one really expected it. No, it, it totally fit the bill. You had Pete Dunne getting ready to pick up the victory for them, and then Roderick Strong just turns. It was perfect, and it was so unexpected, but maybe we should have expected it. I don't, like... You know, with all that we've seen from Roderick Strong, him being on 205 Live, and him having all this thing, you know, these the backstory about him like he had a real baby face gimmick going on yeah so he definitely did so i i thought it was unexpected and they got the celebration you had bobby fish come out so does this mean that undisputed era won the dusty cup with not even being in it yeah that's the one thing i don't like about that is that someone a tag team that wasn't even in the tournament won the tournament i i'm happy that you brought that up because i wouldn't have remembered to but that, that really grinds my gears that that took place with that. You know what? This really just grinds my gears. You know what grinds my gears? The fact that my bird is just screaming in the background right now. <laughs> it's it, all it's all good. It makes it seem like we're recording in a tropical paradise right now. I was in a tropical paradise, and none of those birds were screaming like this stupid idiot. <laughs> at, at least Authors of Pain did a win this match. Yeah. I, yeah. What do you get? What, that would be their third time being NXT Tag Team Champions? I, like, I believe so, but it, it's their time to get that call. Absolutely. And we'll talk about them a little bit later in the show. Next up, you have a new NXT champion, Aleister Black, defeating Andrade Cien Almas. This was maybe my match of the weekend. I This was probably my match of the year so far. I yeah. the, you may not know this, but I went to go see NXT in last March uh, up in Albany, and one of the matches was Aleister Black versus Andrade Almas. It was one of Aleister Black's uh, first matches coming to NXT and back then I even said that this match was amazing and they were going to put on a, an, a just unbelievable match once they connect on live TV and I knew I, I knew it was going to happen yeah I thought of you I thought of you during this match I'm like Dave saw this last year at a house show and he said they tore it up so yeah. Yeah. It's, and, it's it's crazy I thought it, it was a fast paced match it was a hard-hitting match. They were all could over have the place. Way. Yeah, it it seriously could have. And there was there was times I'm like, oh man, see, I'm like, I knew me being a fan of Aleister Black. I'm like, he's gonna win. There's no doubt in my ma- doubt in my mind he's not gonna win. But it's like the reversals, and then he hit the hammerlock DDT, and he kicks out of that. Oh, then Selena Vega gets with Selena Vega. Yeah, and then he hits him with the black mask with her in, in the hand. Perfect. Yeah, great way, great uh, great way. Yeah, I, I love the fact that she was successful with that interference a few times, and then she just tried it one too many times, and they got caught. Yeah, it was cool. It was yeah. cool. And we'll see. Where It's not like one of these guys is going to – it's not like – I don't think Cien Almas is going to get called up to the main roster anytime soon. I think these two guys have legs with yeah. this tag team championship match. So we'll see where it goes from there. Uh, your main event – main event and fittingly so was the unsanctioned match Tommaso Ciampa coming out full heel mode no music just walking out staring people down rain of booze rain of booze I thought this is pure heel right here Uh, and he faced off against Johnny Gargano yeah, uh, the thing I the thing I love so much about the Ciampa coming out to no music is that you really heard that crowd and the crowd really 
despised him and it was I loved every bit of it yeah it was great it, the match itself told one heck of a story one that we don't one is one that is unfortunately very rare and uh, is able to, to reach out to so many fans and it was perfect and uh, Mauro Ronaldo and Nigel McGuinness and Percy Watson like told the story too on their end as well there was one time where I was like oh it's been 322 days you know since blah 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 and the way they sold the match to Tommaso Ciampa ripping up the mat and exposing the concrete to then be used against him later in the match the his knee brace came into play too uh ultimately crutch the crutch the crutch too at ultimately it was Johnny Gargano picking up the W by using Tommaso Ciampa's knee brace in an STF for Ciampa to tap out. Yeah, and it, it was just a really, really amazing match. It was fun, and when you think about it, this storyline was so good that no matter what the outcome was, it was going to be fantastic. I forget it's that I... good of a storyline. If Ciampa won, it would have been okay because the storyline made it okay. If Candice LeRae turned on Gargano, it would have been okay. I like, don't know. You know, he was really. You really think that would happen? You, I'm, I'm just saying. Like any, no matter what direction they went in, it would have it would have been per, it would have been fine with this. The storyline was just that good. Yeah. I don't know. I, I it was good. I feel like Johnny Gargano should have won mm-hmm. because. I don't, as I, and as he said too, because after the match, Daniel Bryan tweeted at him, goes, I want to sign Johnny Gargano to SmackDown. And Johnny Gargano was like, I have a lot more to take care of in NXT. So, you know, you can keep Johnny Gargano as your babyface of NXT for the next year, year and a half, and then bring him up to the main roster. So, I think there's there's some more legs with Johnny Gargano. Tommaso Ciampa, I don't know where he's going to go from here. Yeah, that's the thing. I I, I thought the other way around. I thought that Ciampa should have picked up the victory coming in. Uh, off the injury and really, really hot, and Gargano would have been fine with that. With going down, going to the main roster, plus it kind of added a little bit of a storyline to Gargano and Larray, where now they are being separated from each other. So this way, when you pull Larray up to the main roster, you have a storyline. You have kind of like a a romantic storyline where oh, finally they're back together, like a heartwarming storyline there. Yeah. But unneeded now. So how many Garganos do you think this match got? Oh, definitely uh, I go six out of six Garganos. Six out of, six out of six Garganos for this match. Awesome. So yeah, hands down possibly one of the best NXT takeovers of all time. Last year's was pretty good with Nakamura yeah. versus Sami Zayn. And just a lot going on. But let's get on to the big show of the weekend, WrestleMania. They had the kickoff show that took place. Um, they kicked off with the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. So, winner of this was Matt Hardy. Broken. Woken. Broken Matt Hardy. Woken Matt Hardy Woken. Yeah. with the assistance of Bray Wyatt, who we saw for the first time since the Ultimate Deletion, helping Matt helping Matt Hardy seal the win, and it looks like they're on their way to being an awesome tag team. It's pure gimmick, and I love every bit of it. And love it. I love it, I feel, too. I, yeah, I feel foolish that I didn't pick Matt Hardy to win this 
because I was telling Brandon, I, like I had it in my mind that I thought that Matt Hardy was a really good choice to win this because out of everyone, he could actually use that trophy as a prop with his gimmick. And you saw it on Monday Night Raw. I know we're yeah. jumping a little how this is up in his in his promo, him talking to the Andre the Giant Memorial uh, trophy. Yeah, so. um, you had so many people, so much going on, but there's really no surprises in this match. No, it was really it's, basic uh, battle royal. It was, and it wasn't like last year where Tillian Dane was in the uh, battle royal. No, there no was no, NXT. yeah, no NXT guys. Interesting. No, just, yeah, just your basic. Uh, Battle Royal. You had some feuds taking place. You had like Mojo eliminating Zack Ryder. So something odd. We like you had Kane eliminate Ziggler. Um, I don't understand the Ziggler stuff anymore. Yeah, neither do I. But hey, listen, he's still getting a paycheck. Also, at least Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder were booked. Yeah, amen. Good for them. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, congratulations, Matt Hardy. I think it's the right choice. Agreed. Did you see the new his new shirt, the mow the mower of lawn? Yeah, yeah, I liked it. Yeah, so I actually I follow uh, Rebby Sky on uh, Snapchat, so just like during this weekend, she was putting out all these funny and uh, snaps of them going down Bourbon Street and everything, and the crowd was going crazy for Matt Hardy too. Yeah, he's over. He's like one of those like he's an indie he's an indie darling without being an indie darling. Totally. Oh. I mean, the reinvention of Matt Hardy is just unbelievable and you got to give him so much credit and respect for what he has been through and what he fought through and where he is now i mean i I love the entire story yeah it is it's 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 something matt hardy is someone like it's he's stronger than death yeah it's it's a great comeback story everyone loves a comeback story amen next up you had your cruiserweight title match, the finals of the cruiserweight title tournament, which I think is a bunch of BS, but that's just me. <laughs> I think this should have been on the main roster. The, the the hype and the build and everything like that that they put into it. I agree with you. But the heart and soul of your cruiserweight division, Cedric Alexander faced off against Mustafa Ali in what was a cruiserweight clinic. Cedric Alexander defeated Mustafa Ali. These guys pulled out everything. Yeah, I, I really like Mustafa Ali's mask that he wore. Yeah, he looked like um like one of the guys from Mortal Kombat. Yeah, a little bit like Sub Zero or something. Yeah, but d- doesn't like DJ Z do that now too? Yeah, DJ Z does that the mask and the full like uh uh chest piece and everything like that. Yeah, but still very cool to see. And I this match was a lot of fun to watch. I mean, I am disappointed that Ali didn't win, but I hope that they'll put a championship on him at some point. Yeah, absolutely. It was fun. You saw him the second he hit the lumbar check and hit the one, two, three. He gave him the biggest hug in the world, and I guess he said something to him. Oh yeah, that's that's always fun to see. Like, I guess now that we're getting older and everything, we start to notice that when like people do uh, embrace each other and whatever, because it used to really go right over my head, and now like you see Cedric give him a like really quickly like go down to him and probably say like thank you or something like that. Yeah, I love you, and it's just. It's cool. Um, next up, you had the WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal taking place. Naomi picking up the victory. The last three were Naomi, Bailey, and Sasha Banks. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, and there were some NXT co-ops in this one. Yeah. Dakota, Dakota Kai was in there, and then I forget the other yeah. two. Yeah, you had uh, Bianca Blair. Oh, uh, that's Blair. right. You had uh, 
who else? Kavita Devi. Uh, Devi. Yes. Um, and then there was another one. Uh, to. No, she wasn't. Yeah, she wasn't it. Yeah, Peyton Royce was in there, and then Tanara K- Conti was in there as well. Yeah, Tanara Conti and uh, Dakota Kai, who I love. Yeah, Dakota Kai's the team uh, team kick. Yeah, team kick. Amen. I, I this was a good match. I mean, just like the other battle royal, this was really what you expected. It was just a battle royal. It wasn't as sloppy as I expected that it would be. Oh yeah, no, it wasn't because I guess all these women got their. Uh... You know, their comeuppets, comeuppance out. Yeah. From uh, you know the Royal Rumble, so they yeah. kind of know how to you know use it, book a uh, whatever it is. Well, the thing that I noticed too is not many of them. You went to the outside of the ring during the match too. Same thing with the last match, and I'm very happy about that because I was hesitant because they'd use that spot so often during the Royal Rumble where to clear out the ring for a specific spot or to reduce this amount of people in the ring at one time. Some of them would battle on the outside of the ring. And I'm happy that this, that that did not take place. Yeah. But you did see a lot of the team NXT teaming up together. Hey, which listen, is interesting. The sisterhood that is, uh, the traveling NXT. Yeah. Or, but or the traveling really pants. good. I, I didn't like the fact that Bailey and Sasha Banks went that far. And I, it was just a odd, ending for me a little bit but what can you do yeah yeah so all right yeah so that was that was the pre-show those three awesome matches are in the pre-show they uh made sure to sh- let you know that john cena was sitting in the front row because he was not booked in a match against the undertaker <laughs> but then you started off the main show uh this was our like what is this hour two the start of hour two of wrestling because everything started at five o'clock here on the East Coast, uh, you start off, which I thought this was a smart choice to start off the, ma- the, the event with. Uh, your triple threat match for the Intercontinental title. New Intercontinental champion Seth Rollins defeating The Miz and Finn Balor. Seth Rollins, another cool Game of Thrones inspired uh, entrance. I totally marked out for that. You're, are, you a game, are you a Game of Thrones person? No, oh, a total Game of Thrones person. Okay, I'm, I'm not. Um, yeah, I marked out for that. And I also really liked Finn Balor's entrance. I the pride and everything. I was a huge fan of that. I was a very big fan of that. I was like, I was like, oh man, I can't wait to see the demon. And all of a sudden, I'm like, there's a bunch of people on stage with him, and then I saw his shirt. Apparently, a part of part of the proceeds from that shirt are going to like LBGT community like uh, things. Yeah, which I think is awesome. Oh, I I totally agree with you. It's a great cause. And I think it's awesome that Finn Balor and WWE use that sort of a platform of WrestleMania to put forth that that te- to put forth Equality. that support and that shirt and everything. Yeah, I'm a big fan of it. Uh, as I said, I thought this was the right way to start off the event because this I, match was hot. This match was good. There was a lot of fun spots. These three guys yeah. together worked very well. That they did. Though I mean, I I really wanted the Miz to win because. So the way that I had it booked in my mind was the Miz would win and every other champion would lose. So this way you kind of had the Miz being able to say, I'm the only champion to uh, retain my title. But that was far from what took place this night. Yeah. It was, yeah. Curbs. St- excuse me. I can't say curb stomps. Stomps all around. And Seth Rollins is your new champion. Grand Slam Rollins. It was a yeah. cool. It was, it was a cool moment. 
Are you surprised that they didn't bring up the uh, Grand Slam champion aspect sooner than the uh, WrestleMania? No, I th- they brought it up by like a couple days beforehand. Did so they? social media wise, and then on the red carpet at the Hall of Fame, they were talking about it too. Oh, I'm surprised that they didn't build it into the story, really, though. Yeah, I know. They should, uh, yeah, but it was, I think maybe it was like a lab. Maybe they thought about it like last second. They're like, oh wait, Seth Rollins could be a Grand Slam champion. We yeah. totally forgot about that. Unfortunately, it could be. But something also unfortunate was this next match: SmackDown Women's Title on the line. Charlotte Flair successfully defending against Asuka. Asuka's streak is no longer there. It's broken. Yeah, uh, it has been broken. Charlotte Flair defeated Asuka. I think that was surprising, I th- but I thought it was a very hard-hitting match. Yeah, it was It was it, a good match, yeah. but I don't think that Flair was the appropriate person to beat yes. Asuka's streak. Yes, I know, Dave. We all know Ember Moon was supposed to end yeah. the streak. It was it was supposed to be Ember Moon, not not Charlotte Flair, but I think that the writing on the wall, I know Brandon's mentioned it, but it's looks like it may end up being Charlotte Flair taking on Ronda Rousey next year at WrestleMania. Yeah. Hey, listen. I'm fine with it. We will see what time tells. I thought the promo afterwards was just kind of awkward. Just like, yeah. You're ready for Oscar. You're then you know. And yeah. then but like coming out of the, that though it's like I feel like that whole thing was kind of diluted like Charlotte Flair is getting this big win with the referee running out and telling John Cena something and then John Cena is like oh my god I gotta go to the back and put my jorts on <laughs> yeah that was really weird that was a weird way to end their like to I guess segue their match into that it like you had the referee run over to John Cena and John Cena just hit it. It was yeah. weird. Yeah, and just booked it. And she's like, oh, yeah. hey, Charlotte's celebrating this huge milestone, but nope, let's focus on John Cena. <laughs> um, well, next up, you had the U.S. title on the line in a fatal four-way match. Jinder Mahal picking up the victory over Bobby Roode and Randy Orton and Rusev. Uh, shocking. I, I'm a fan of it. I, was, I wasn't I, really a fan of Jinder Mahal's man bun, but what are you going to do? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not a fan of it because I think that Rusev they should have cashed in on. I'm kind of confused with the Jinder Mahal unless it's to be able to promote overseas again. Pro- um, probably or to give, you know, your mo- he, he could be a monster heel, especially with this US title role. If they do it right and they make it like a pseudo anti-American type or like I'm your United States champion and I'm better than you cuz I'm not from the United yeah. States thing. But they're already starting it off on a bad, a sour note with what we'll talk about a little bit later on. Yeah. I mean, this is just, I think that he is not going to be booked well. I don't have any high expectations of this. I think it's going to fail, just like his championship run. I think that creative's going to fail him. And I think that Rusev, they should have cashed in on him. Rusev is so over yeah. where you could see the money just flying in with Rusev as the U.S. champion. And it just doesn't make sense to me. Unless you have Rusev taking on Jinder or taking on Randy Orton at some point down the line and picking up the victory, it just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Uh, I think this next match might have been my favorite match of the night. Definitely 100% mine. Yeah. Because you, that's right. Because we didn't talk about this at all. No. Me, no, and Dave, we held off. me and Dave did not talk about anything WrestleMania-wise at all. Mm-hmm. So... 
this, I think, yeah, this was my favorite match of the night. You had Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey, this is her first match in WWE ever, if you've been living underneath a rock, defeating Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. This match was fun. Ronda uh, Rousey this, surprised uh, the heck out of me. I, You know what? She made all of us eat our words. I don't think that there was one fan of WWE that said that she was ready or said that she did not look green in those Monday Night Raw attacks or whenever she got physical on Monday Night Raw. Nobody said that. I think everybody may mention that she looked a little green or hesitant or whatever. And during this match, she proved all of us wrong. Yeah. Kudos. She, kudos to her. When she hit that first clothesline, then rolled through it, I was I marked out hard. I hope she continues to do that because that was really impressive. Yeah. I, I, I don't think I've ever seen anybody do that before. Yeah, no, I don't think so either. I think I think you're right on that one. Yeah, it, and it was just a fun match with the altercations going back and forth with Ronda and Stephanie, and then Ronda and Triple H even. Yeah. Uh, you had Ronda just laying laying in it on Triple H in the tur- in the corner where she was just relentless on him, and the crowd loved it. I mean, you had Triple H calling off the referee, being like, "Don't worry about it. I'll I'll take care of her," and then she just lets loose on him, and the crowd loved it. Oh. They went nuts. They went nuts over it. I went nuts over it. I was like, yeah, Ronda. And yeah. as Brandon has been waiting for for the longest time, Ronda. Uh... <laughs> Sorry. You, you, I don't know if you would get it. No, I got it. I got <laughs> okay. it. I got it loud and clear. Um, Ronda Rousey had her own singles entrance. She rocked the uh, rocked the pseudo kilt. She had Roddy's jacket on. She uh, was dressed yeah. in fight gear. Yeah. And slapping hands, so much... kissing babies, you know. Yeah, I mean, you you have to feel really good for Ronda too that she was she's able to say that she put all that those haters and proved she proved all those haters wrong. Yeah, with this match, and you even got to see Kurt Angle lock in the angle lock on Stephanie McMahon at one point too. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Hi, this was, the, was my highlight of WrestleMania. Um, next up, you had a triple threat match for the tag team titles, new tag SmackDown tag team champions, the Bludgeon Brothers, as I think. We all expected defeated the Usos, defeated the New Day. Uh, New Day had the second best entrance of the night, using the Dragon Zord to summon a bunch of little people dressed up like pancakes. <laughs> yeah. What did you What did you think of with Miz's entrance and with the New Day's entrance? They had those like three D graphics. Oscar uh, too. The yeah. yeah, the the mask and stuff like that. I. I like that aspect. I thought it was a cool, a really interesting way to incorporate technology today, and. I thought it was really interesting. I would have never expected it, and I really I enjoyed it. I thought it was cool. What it about kinda, you? It, I loved it. I thought it was great. And you know what it reminded me of? As Brandon loves those stupid preteen graphics, as he says, from SmackDown. Those were maybe the start to them incorporating these images with WrestleMania that they were using. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that was the start of it, and I loved it. It worked so I, well, I, especially because – from somebody watching it on TV, you see that. And you're just like, oh, man, this is cool. And that's something that you're not getting if you're going to the Superdome to see WrestleMania. This is something that you're getting special as you're watching it on TV. Yeah, and I like that the camera was able to move around it and the image still uh, maintained that form. Yeah. So you could go a little bit to the right and it was still like as if you were looking at a different perspective of it. It wasn't just straight on. Um, I, I was a big fan. But I disagree with the outcome of the match i mean 
I actually predicted that New Day was going to win. Brandon did predict predict uh, the Bludgeon Brothers, but I was surprised that the Bludgeon Brothers won so easily. Yeah, well, you know what? It's like I think you had to have a quick match here after everyone being all like marked out over the Ronda Rousey match. Because I feel yeah. like this match, a lot of people were like, uh, you know, maybe that's why, because Brandon must have said it in the open, WrestleMania was weird. I don't think it was weird. I think maybe the placement of certain things yeah, was a little I... weird. Like, the if you were going to end Asuka's undefeated streak, maybe you should have put that in the, more towards the end of the event rather than the beginning. And maybe I'm... have taken this match and put it after the Seth Rollins match. I'm going to disagree with you with moving that because you saw the reaction to Roman Reigns. If they did that later on, I could only see that adding on top of, you know, like the last thing that pro wrestling fans are going to see, that's going to resonate with them the most about the takeaway from the pay-per-view. So if you have that on top of Roman Reigns stuff to close out the pay-per-view, I feel like it would just be ultra atomic heat and it wouldn't really be the best. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I think that, like, Shinsuke and AJ will get to it, but placement-wise, to be so... I, it's kind of weird. I, I didn't realize it, but I was preaching that they should be the main event, and they should close the show and everything. But by the time you got to that, the crowd was already so drained because it was such a long pay-per-view that maybe AJ Styles and Shinsuke should have been a lot earlier on. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I agree on that one. It's not like, they're, it's not like that they're factoring the sun for people's entrances because they're in an indoor setting yeah and and it's funny because i never even took that into uh my thought process of course i'm thinking how respect like showing a sign of respect for the two of them and they would be great to close out but i totally neglected that this is also after seven to eight hours of fans being pretty much engaged all day with pro wrestling it's very tiring yeah wrestling is wrestling's a very tiring thing uh, next up after this tag team match, did John Cena accept the WrestleMania challenge? I mean, did The Undertaker accept John Cena's WrestleMania challenge? He did. But this came after Elias came out. This came after John Cena didn't expect The Undertaker to come out. Then you have some cool like some cool imagery stuff. You, you had the lights go out. Then you had The Undertaker's hat and coat from last year's WrestleMania in the middle of the ring. You didn't have the lights go out again, and then you have The Undertaker appear. Not an American badass attire, as The Undertaker, the dead man. I liked it a lot. I love the aspect that Elias found his placement during this segment as well. It was a great swerve because from that moment, you're like, okay, Undertaker's not going to appear. And then that took place, that unfolded with the AA and everything. You're like, okay, well, that's the John Cena segment. And then it progressed into it. And I'm like, I, I that was a great swerve, in my opinion. And I actually love the fact that I was opposed to Undertaker showing up. But because you did have him show up, I'm really happy that he did win. And that now, please, I think it's good that he's, he's done for that's it. John, I don't want to see too much more. The un, Let me just say this. The Undertaker squashed John Cena... At WrestleMania. John Cena was a jobber at WrestleMania. How do you feel about that? I love it. 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 I thought it was great. I sat there at the end of that match. It was just like, John Cena was just a jobber. 
He's no better than Barry Horowitz. <laughs> how much of a how much more of a sign of respect can you get from a person like John Cena is the modern day Hulk Hogan, and he loses to Undertaker in two minutes and forty five seconds. Well, way to be specific on the time there, bud. Yeah, I have it all from Cage Match all written down. Oh, nice. But, yeah, yeah but... I thought it was, but maybe I know you say this should be it for the Undertaker, but maybe this will set up. WrestleMania 35, The Undertaker versus John Cena again, but I don't think The Undertaker has anything to prove to John Cena. He called him out for weeks and weeks and weeks on end, and he squashed him. Would you Now, if you want Undertaker again, are you going to have American uh, Badass come out or no? No. You're going to have The Undertaker again. They put him over to the tilt of how how good he looked. Oh, my Uh God. We haven't seen Undertaker in this shape in the longest time. Oh, my God. So yeah, I I just hope that we don't get that other Undertaker character, and we maintain this. But I hope it's not that much longer. Okay. But I, I hope it's getting to the end of it. Um, next up, you had Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn taking on Daniel Bryan, the returning Daniel Bryan, and Shane McMahon. Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon picking up the victory. Did you cry during the Daniel Bryan? promo that they had in the beginning with vanguard uh vanguard one and the clips of the yes movement and the islanders I, and i definitely marked for it i'm like i was watching it with my parents and i'm like look at this look at this re like i always point out the crowd to them i'm like outside of looking at every when you look at your crowd you're like this person paid at least 35 dollars for a ticket now look at how many people are in this crowd and then you see everybody reacting to daniel bryan doing the yes chant in sync with each other and it's just unbelievable i love it i cried i'm not gonna lie i mean thir- i'm gonna be a 33 year old man on on uh, tuesday and i cried because it it hit home to me and as I, i've said on the show before daniel bryan is one of those special wrestlers of our generation and that promo package showed you the the reach that he had they showed you people's weddings. They showed we guessed at my wedding too, but WWE yeah. didn't get the video footage in time. Sorry. Um, you saw the Islanders. You saw football. Giants. The yeah. You saw, L, you, yeah, the San Francisco Giants. Yeah, you saw the reach that he had, and then the cutout, and then just to hit that version of uh, Flight of the Valkyrie, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just like, and then him coming back, it's just like, man, this is cool. It and, really was a cool moment. And it and the story that they told in this match too was awesome. Daniel Bryan's about to come out and then he gets power bombed and he's not coming back. And then he comes back and it's like you see like you saw like him getting back into like Daniel Bryan, like anger management yeah. Daniel Bryan. It was wild. It was such a cool thing to see. Shane McMahon got his top rope uh, off the, you know, coast to coast spot in there too. It was cool. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but there is also that moment in my mind where I'm like, will Daniel Bryan even compete all that much in this match? I mean, they just took him out at the beginning of the match. Yeah. Maybe, like, maybe that's how it unfolds and everything. And then he got back into it. And it's like, okay, now this is really awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Very awesome. Yeah. It's good. To, it's good to have Daniel Bryan match. Uh, Daniel Bryan back in action. Cool new attire for him. I like that as well. Yeah, and Next. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, so long. Yeah, they're done. We'll see. Uh, see where they show up. I think TNA wants to hire him. 
<laughs> All right. So next up, you had uh, Alexa Bliss defending her. Another cool entrance. Alexa Bliss. Very cool entrance on her part. Uh, defending her Raw Women's Championship against Nia Jax. She is I... unsuccessful. My, my thing went off. My echo, oh, no, you, my, no, my echo, my echo dot went off. Ah. Yeah, I guess it picked up uh, me talking about that. But she, um, Bliss had a, new, a very cool entrance. I like the whole goddess thing. Uh, she was unsuccessful, though. Nia Jax is your new Raw Women's Champion. Great story. Yeah. Great story. More great storytelling with this. Alexa did – I'm not talking about my echo dot. It's going to go off again. It's going to freak me out. <laughs> Did a good, like, trying to get away from her, get away from Nia Jax, and she couldn't. And, uh, you know, the overpowering Nia Jax won, so kudos to her. That beatdown of Mickey James at the beginning of the match, though. Yeah. That was, like, brutal. And then Alexa Bliss totally selling that with, like, her fear on her face, and the fear on her face, and then the interactions between the two of them with Nia Jax telling her, uh, like, just really telling her, yelling at her face in her face, and taking her apart was just great and i'm very happy to see nia Jax win i've been pushing for her to win that championship for a long time and i feel like right now with the uh, amount of bullying and standing up for your body and how important people really are i feel like she's a perfect champion to promote everything like that right now yeah and you can put you can make her go on a tear i agree yeah definitely Next up, you had the WWE title on the line. AJ Styles successfully defending against Shinsuke Nakamura. Who had the best entrance of the night? Oh, yeah. Hands down. He had Alice Cooper's uh, guitar player shredding her face off, maybe doing a little bit too wide of a split, (laughs) in my opinion, but showing off Shinsuke being the rock star of WWE. And what better way to have a fitting rock star entrance? Yeah, it was definitely rock star entrance, and this match was, it was a, it was a really good match. Do you think I'm it gonna... was it match of the night? Because I think everyone was like, "Oh, AJ." I, when I was I was watching the Hall of Fame, they're like, "Oh, this is gonna be a match that transcends generations." I'm like, you know what? That's what I thought too. I went into this expecting that, expecting a match like they had it with New Japan, and I was disappointed because that wasn't what we got. Um, it wasn't really received too well by the live audience, too. And I feel like match of the night was definitely Ronda Rousey's match. Yeah. This match was a really good match, but it just wasn't the best match. Yeah. You saw AJ Styles picking up the uh, the W in this one. Uh, but at post-match, you saw Shinsuke giving uh, AJ his title back and then hits him with the low blow. Yeah, it goes full heel. Good, good. I feel like maybe this will, you know, we always talk about how maybe Nakamura hasn't lived up to his full potential as a wrestler since coming up to the main roster. Maybe this will be the start of it. Yeah, I, maybe they I, have a maybe they have a rematch rematch at Backlash. Nakamura wins the title, and then he goes, you know, he goes full heel for a while because they need a good, a, a solid heel on SmackDown Live. Yeah, I think so. And then you had him just totally beat him down. Those face stomps that he does, it just looks nasty at times. Yeah. Where he's just face washing them. Um, next up, you had an interesting match. Raw tag team titles on the line. 
Braun Strowman and Nicholas picking up the victory over the bar. Nicholas, some random kid that Braun Strowman picked out of the crowd, who we later learned to be John Cone's son, who was the referee for that match. So I found that to be very interesting. Yeah. I mean, what what do you say about this match? They all right. Threw, they they like pushed it down our throats. WrestleMania moment, WrestleMania moment, WrestleMania moment. And then this kid gets his WrestleMania moment. But what do you think about this, Dave? All right. Going into this, you had so many expectations and hopes. You were saying Braun Strowman, okay, maybe this will be Elias, which I thought it would be. And then you thought, okay, he appeared earlier. So maybe it's the debut of someone or maybe it could be someone else teaming up with Braun. Okay, let's see what happens. And then he goes into the, uh, then he calls out the crowd and I'm like okay this is a swerve someone's going to be coming out or he's going to pick a plant I mean he picked the plant but to pick a child I was so confused but I was also so entertained during this entire selection process and during the match my eyes were going back from the match and then going to Nicholas to see how he was reacting to the match itself and I was a fan of it because I was so entertained, but I was also disappointed that I wasn't entertained by pro wrestling. I, I don't know if that makes sense. You weren't entertained like, by pro wrestling. You were entertained by sports entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. I expected an actual to see an actual match, and but I was still highly entertained by it. What about you? I liked it. I thought it was funny. It, it, again, it shows the versatility a Braun Strowman as a character. He came in, he's been this poop kicker for the longest time, and now going out there and just being, doing something completely ridiculous <laughs> by picking a kid out of the crowd. This kid is now a legend in, you know, professional wrestling lore. Yeah, I mean, I saw a picture, a little video of Maxil backstage just grilling Nicholas, and it's pretty funny. And I'm like, I, I did like it, but you know, it was it was fun. It was definitely fun. Yeah. Um, what was not fun at all was your main event to WrestleMania 34. It wasn't fun. It was brutal. Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns again. Brock Lesnar is your still your Universal Champion. I give this a huge thumbs down just because I didn't want Brock Lesnar to retain. This match was just an all-out fight. It wasn't even a wrestling uh, match. It wasn't a sports entertainment match. It was a fight. If Roman Reigns won, what would you give it? I would have been happy with it just because I'm sick of having the Universal Championship be an attraction, whereas the WWE Champion is there every single time. Brock Lesnar is now going to take his ball and go home until I'm getting ahead of myself, until the biggest wrestle, the largest WrestleMania of all time when he faces off against Roman Reigns in a steel cage match. Mm. But... I want to see Roman Reigns. I want to see the Universal Champion in, in storylines, not coming in every couple of months to defend the title and then leaving. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you to a point where, I mean, I am very happy that Brock Lesnar did win. I am a very big supporter of Brock Lesnar, especially with this, and I love the fact that you had a ton of reports saying Lesnar was leaving to UFC. You even had uh, Dana White being interviewed during leading up to WrestleMania and him saying, confirming Brock Lesnar was going to UFC. So a lot of speculation, all the sites and 
everyone was saying Dana White just spoiled the main event of WrestleMania. Brock Lesnar's losing the title to Roman Reigns because he's going back to UFC, and then he wins. Total swerve on everyone, and I was a fan for that. I thought the match was hard-hitting. Roman Reigns busted open the hard way. You think it was the hard way, though? It was right on his ha- It was right on his hairline. I'm going to say yes because it just didn't – I mean, it looked like it wasn't a straight blade kind of uh, a gash. It looked like he actually split him. He actually hard-weighed him. It, it looks like it, but who knows? I mean, I, I really like this match, though. Yeah, I mean, for what it was, I was a fan of it. I've been saying it for months. I think Roman Reigns is going to beat Brock Lesnar for the Universal Championship, so it didn't go the way that I am, so I was a little butthurt about that as being a wrestling fan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's nothing I'm not going to lose sleep over. All in all, no. I think WrestleMania 34 was fantastic. I don't think it was weird. I thought maybe the placement of stuff could have been in different areas. But it wasn't weird. It was a very solid WrestleMania. I was happy with it. I wasn't too happy. I mean, I was happy with it. It was good. But... It was. It didn't live up to my expectations. Because yeah, because you were because yeah. you were so hyped on AJ Styles and Nakamura, which was a good match, but it wasn't Okada yeah. Omega from Wrestle Kingdom Eleven. I mean, I expected more from that match. I expected more from the tag team match. I expected less from Rousey. I expected more from Asuka. I expected that Asuka to win. I you mean, expect you know what? You went in with different expectations than what came out. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, my I think prediction wise, Brandon picked uh, six correct, and I picked I think three or four, <laughs> but or something like that. I don't know. But even still, I'm really surprised by so many of these outcomes, and it's just odd, a, a little bit odd to me. Okay. Definitely, I saw some people posting that it's the best WrestleMania of recent memories, and I think, I'm like, no, WrestleMania 30. I, I go last year. I think last year was an amazing WrestleMania. Yeah. Even, even that Randy Orton-Bray Wyatt match where random things started popping up on the floor. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah. you know, the big spot from that was the Hardy Boys coming back. That's what everybody got all gooey about. Yeah. So, But that was WrestleMania. Now let's get on to maybe the most important event of the year. Which is the night after WrestleMania. Start off with Stephanie McMahon, her arm in like a sling type gimmick. I don't know what that is. Oh, you're not going to say it? What? Monday Night Raw. Well, we can superimpose Brandon in here saying, mm, Monday. I can't, I can't do it. That's why he's. Monday Night Raw. Yeah, Monday Night Nitro. But, uh. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll superimpose him in there saying it. All right, ready? I'll send it over to Brandon. All right, now let's go to some Monday Night Raw. All right, thanks, Brandon. You started <laughs> off with Stephanie McMahon, her arm in like a sling type gimmick, uh, calling out Ronda Rousey, saying how proud she was, There, she's her friend, blah, 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 blah. And then Ronda Rousey rips off her arm again, hits her with that uh, arm bar. I liked how she was like I I liked I thought this was a, a solid way to open it up. Because... Yeah, I agree with you. The crowd was hot. You had Stephanie McMahon getting so much heat by pretty much saying that it was all her idea at, all along, and 
She's so proud of Ronda Rousey, making like she's best friends with Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey giving her that hug and then just completely flipping her and putting her on the arm bar, and it was it was great. Yeah. It's like she kind of snapped. She's like, oh, yeah, hey. Oh, my God, we're in a collar and elbow type. What do I do now? Let's just give you an arm bar. Collar, collar elbow type was a little bit awkward, but I totally toss it out the window. I am cool with it. Thumbs up. Amen. Good, good job. <laughs> uh, next up, after some stills of WrestleMania, you know, what's going on tonight, you had the new women's champion Nia Jax come out to one of 75 you deserve a chance of the night. It's like when we went to WrestleMania that one time in Miami, it was the yes, the yes chant was the, the chance of the weekend. I yeah. think the you deserve it chant was the chant of this weekend. Yeah. Uh, she it comes out. Was. Alexa Bliss comes out. Mickey James comes out. They're calling. They're calling Nia Jax a bully. Again, it the, the it, it went off again. The 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 Echo Dot. I have to stop saying her name. But anyway, oh, I, didn't even, I don't. I didn't even hear it. I heard it. You hear it faintly in the background. So anyway, it's setting up a tag team match and Nia Jax doesn't have a tag team partner, but she does. And her partner is the debuting Ember Moon. So it's Nia Jax and Ember Moon against Bliss and Mickey James. Nia Jax and Ember Moon get the win. Uh, Now, you're going to say Dave? I'm sorry for interrupting you. No, it's fine. Um, What do you think about Nia Jax? Your new women's champion, but the shine kind of going to Ember Moon a bit. That's fine. I'm fine with it. All right. Yeah. Hey, she's. Hey, guess what? Let's bring some new. I'm your. I'm your women's champion. Let's bring some new talent in here. Let's bring in. Let's bring in Ember Moon. She can get the win over the old, the former women's champion with the Eclipse. Bam. Let's do it. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, I. I don't think it's going to take anything away from Nia Jax at all. She is so over where it doesn't matter right now. Yeah. So I. I thought it was nice. Yeah, I next, Yeah. Yeah, no go. No, next up you had the another debut. No, you don't have No, next up you have uh the tag team champions, Braun Strowman and Nicholas in the back. Oh, just so you know I don't have any uh promos written down, so you may have to take the lead with those. Hey, it's good. But anyway, they had to relinquish the tag team titles cuz Nicholas has uh, prior scheduling conflicts, the fact that he's in fourth grade. <laughs> but Nicholas says he's going to come back and he, someone's going to get these hands. Cuts a sick promo. Huge pop. Crowd goes nuts. He is... <laughs> he's awesome. He really is great. I didn't expect it at all. I thought he was going to be just this quiet Nicholas kid. But once he said that catchphrase, I'm like, yes, okay, awesome. Yep, you won. You <laughs> you won, Nicholas. But yeah. Well, then after that, yeah, after that, now you had another debut. You had No Way Jose. Finally. Yeah, finally. And he picked up the victory over John Schuyler. The Southern Savior, um, John Schuyler. Yeah, he had the conga line going all the way down to the ring. Real quick squash match, and that was it. Yep, I'm glad that the uh, the Rosebuds are uh, back in business. <laughs> yeah, right? It, <laughs> it was always fun to see like Rosebuds or the conga line because you're like, Trying to point, like trying to notice any indie wrestlers that you may know or recognize. Yeah, like it's like who's who. Yeah, but uh, Kurt Angle set it up that it's going to be four tag teams competing off, and the winner, the winner of this four tag team, he's calling it the tag team eliminator, will face the bar at the greatest Royal Rumble event. And you had your first match with the revival, 
beating Gallows and, Gallows and Anderson. We've seen this match several times over the past couple months, but it was good to see the Revival get the win with the Shattering Machine. Yeah, I'm very happy that the Revival are advancing. Um, it's so it's unfortunate that the Balor Club is in the uh, position that they are in, but I think that the Revival, it's time to give them that push. Yeah. Hey, listen, they are still making money, and I think that's the most important thing to them. Definitely. After this, you had a big promo from Seth Rollins. Apparently, it was the loudest burn it down he's ever heard in the world. He talks about being a Grand Slam champion. Then Finn Balor comes out and says he wants a piece of the champion. Then The Miz comes out and says that they made his one-week-old daughter cry, and he was the Intercontinental champion, and it looks like it was going to be the odds were going to be in the favor of The Miz and The Miztourage until... Jeff Hardy came back, not Brother Nero. Jeff Hardy came back and stood on the side of Finn Balor and Seth Rollins. Later, it was announced that later in the night it would be Seth Rollins, Jeff Hardy, and Finn Balor to take on The Miz and The Miztourage. What do you think about this? No Brother Nero, old school Jeff Hardy. I marked out for this. I am so happy to see Jeff Hardy back on his own in singles because I think singles runs are great for the both of them. Um, seeing how well they did in TNA. And I'm so happy just to see Jeff Hardy because of everything that happened well with his uh, DWI or DUE, uh, DUI that he had earlier this year and everything. It's just such a relief and feel good to see Jeff Hardy on television doing well. And I I can't I just hope the best for him, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I agree hundred percent. So totally to- totally pop for him coming out though. Yeah, so I mean I was like, Oh cool. I'm like I, I mean with the way that the Woken Matt Hardy character's going with Bray White, you didn't need Jeff Hardy. And Jeff oh. Hardy will be good in that intercontinental title picture. I agree with you. And I I might as well mention it now, but they did have that backstage segment where you had Bray and Matt walk by Jeff Rollins and Balor and Jeff had that little segment backstage with bro- with uh, with Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt, and that was golden. Yeah, it was good, and the, just they were confusing about it. <laughs> Next up, you had Mandy Rose defeating Sasha Banks with the kind of the help of Bailey because Bailey kind of got in the way and caused Sasha Banks to get the uh, the win. Why? Why Why are we putting Bailey with Banks again? Why? They should have had a, a, a blowout match at WrestleMania rather than having them in the Battle Royal. But Right? Like, how many times can we go in circles with Banks and Bailey? where I understand you want to do this at SummerSlam in where they had their match at NXT at the Barclays Center. But to be going for so long, you're going in circles. I mean, one week they fight and they hate each other and the other week... Bailey's coming out with Banks again. I mean, I don't get that. Yeah, I don't get it either. But I think they're scheduled to have a match next week. But the bigger story coming out of this whole segment was after the match, Paige grabs the microphone and announces her in-ring retirement. One of the forefronts of the women's evolution, revolution, whatever you're going to call it. You know, four years ago, the day after WrestleMania, she came out and defeated AJ for the uh, Divas title. I didn't uh, even realize it was the same place. No, it wasn't. I well, mean the WrestleMania, right? It was a, it was the Raw after WrestleMania, but that was the one after WrestleMania 29. 
in New York. She did it at the Izod Center. That was the same night that Dolph Ziggler cashed in. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Um, wow. But, yeah, this is always going to be her house. Sad to see Paige go, but... I Yeah, I, I think that is really awesome that WWE allowed her to have this platform the night after WrestleMania, as opposed to... I mean, for, for a long time, we knew that uh, she was potentially retiring, but we always saw her at ringside and didn't really know like what was official and what wasn't. So it's nice that they allowed her to save this official retirement for the night after WrestleMania as uh, instead of just saying it on a normal Monday Night Raw and potentially not getting the reaction that it did get. Yeah. The way that it was perceived, the support that she got, and I feel like she once again, I feel like Monday Night Raw was built around a lot of heartwarming stuff from Nia Jax to Jeff Hardy to Paige. Paige, her path that she has taken in life outside of WWE has just been just one that was full, always on the front cover of a tabloid with Del Rio and the tape and everything. And it's and there's stuff going on in Vegas. And it's just so unfortunate where you're pulling for her and you want to see her do so well. And you want to see her be successful. So to see her and then with the wrestling, but to see her do this speech and have the platform and the support of the fans behind her after WrestleMania, I really love this. And I, it was it was great. Yeah, I'm about it. I'm a fan. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh yeah. Paige, uh, we'll see where things take. You know, she's still gonna be a focal figure because she has that movie coming out, which they were playing like 18 previews for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. it does look funny. Next up, you had Elias. He gives the New Orleans crowd a concert. They're behind him now. He started uh, playing a song, saying that they were all scumbags. That was another chance of the weekend. <laughs> we are scumbags. To come out to a huge return, re-debut of Bobby Lashley. What would you think, Dave? I'm like, I'm a fan of it. I mean, I've never been too much of a supporter of Bobby Lashley just because of the I, – I always found him being a little bit bland. Yeah, I agree. But I feel like he found himself in TNA, though. That's why he's back. Yeah, and that's the thing. I didn't watch TNA too often, but I always found him very bland. But I'm very open to seeing what he does, and I'm very open to this return of him. And I say, do it up. Yeah, go for it. I mean, they announced the super superstar shakeup for next week. Maybe he'll get drafted over. He'll get moved over to SmackDown. Yeah, there's so much that could happen with that. I mean, maybe we'll have the Edgeheads back together. Yeah, I think that's what every <laughs> Broski is looking for. Next up, backstage promo: Kurt Angle on the phone with somebody about Bobby Lashley's debut. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn walk in, looking for a job, and. Angle says that he, he can't give him a job. He can give one of them a job, and they have to face off against each other tomorrow night. I mean, tonight on Raw. TNA's but, hiring, though. But he's, they made mention to TNA, which I thought <laughs> was which was awesome. I love the crowd's reaction in the ba- that you could hear in the background. It was an awesome reaction from them. Yeah, it was funny. It was very funny. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, so later in the night, you have Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. But before that, you had a tag team match. Heath Slater and Rhino are kind of upset they're not the tag team eliminator they're calling out anybody and the authors of pain come out and accept their challenge which it was a matter of time before they'd get on the main roster yeah 
and they hit the last chapter. They try to walk away from Paul Ellering. And, yeah, interesting. Yeah, I mean, I feel like now maybe they don't need Paul Ellering anymore. I, I agree with you. Maybe but, it's a way to get – because let's face it. If Paul Ellering has to go to the main roster, he has to be on the road all the time. And maybe Paul Ellering doesn't want to live that lifestyle anymore. Absolutely. That's exactly and, what I was thinking. You know, being a Hall of Fame – like being a legend already – he doesn't have to put his body through that. So who knows? Maybe he'll be put along a new tag team, maybe uh, War Machine, or as they are now, the War Raiders. Yeah, that's an interesting. I don't know. It's a weird name to me, but yeah. regardless, that's one prowrestlingtees.com slash marking out. That's, um, that's the first one of the episode. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Uh, next up, you had the WWE Raw Tag Team title on the line. Number one contendership qualifying Dave, match. Give me the whole big uh, Roman Reigns promo. Ah, okay. You keep on rolling with it. Uh, yeah, I will. Roman Reigns comes out, you know, says that he got his butt kicked, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Lesnar thought he thought Lesnar was going to, going to UFC, but apparently Brock Lesnar's resigned with WWE. We didn't even talk about that. Huge shocker. Yeah. Whatever. I, I love the fact that they wait to announce this after Monday Night Raw, uh, during Monday Night Raw, but after WrestleMania. Yeah. No, but they said he signed today. Oh, apparently, Paul Heyman resigned too. So there's no, uh, you know. Yeah. But yeah, and then uh, Samoa Joe makes his return too, and uh, this looks like it's gonna cause a failure. It looks like this is gonna set up uh, a match of backlash between Roman Reigns and Samoa Joe. And I gotta say, I'm not. I mean, I'm not really. I don't know how you feel about him. I'm not a big Samoa Joe fan. I like Samoa Joe. To me, he's he or he's like a borderline of bland with a little bit of entertainment for me. Remember the like, nation of violence. Excuse me. Remember the nation of violence in TNA. Oh yeah. Oh man. Well, I, I, it's funny you mentioned that because I thought that for sure Samoa Joe could have hit the ring beaten up like busted Roman Reigns' stitches open and then got in his towel all covered with his blood yeah so you're, so you're the one that tweeted that out yeah because I think that he did that with Christopher Daniels in TNA I thought it would be an interesting aspect to use on Raw but I'm not too much of a fan of Samoa Joe yeah I don't know maybe we haven't seen his full potential in WWE as well you, you like him though right I'm a fan of Samoa Joe yeah he puts uh, on hard- good, he puts on good work I don't know, hard-hitting, but, eh, I don't know. <laughs> now you can go on to the next match, Dave. All right, WWE Raw Tag Team title, a number one contendership qualifying match. Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy picked up the victory over Titus Worldwide. Worldwide. We got that, nice. Yeah. Oh, um, wow. Wow. But match. Yeah, I think it was as expected. I feel like it's going to be the Hardys. I mean, it's going to be Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt against the bar at the uh, greatest Royal Rumble of all time, whatever they're calling it. Yeah, I mean, we saw signs of Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt teaming up together in the Royal Rumble. And now we're seeing it to come into that. I think that's probably the first time that we on the podcast spoke about Bray Wyatt teaming up with Matt Hardy, actually, was because of them teaming up in the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Okay. I forgot about when I knew that. (laughs) It rang a bell, but I didn't want to. I wasn't too sure if we thought about that storyline. Yeah. But yeah, Royal Rumble, they teamed up and they did that Sister Abigail into the uh, twist of fate. Yeah, I, it's 
kind of crossing paths of two solid singles wrestlers, like I feel like WWE's been doing a lot recently. You know what? What else? unfortunately, there's so many people. I mean, not really, but unfortunately, but there's so many people on the main roster where, yeah, you may have to toss these guys as a tag team to kind of just spread it out a little bit more. And look how well it worked for the bar. Yeah, uh, totally. Yeah, I totally agree. Next up, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens trying to get raw contracts went to a no contest because these guys have fought forever. And they fought until they couldn't fight anymore, and they couldn't get up. I was surprised, but I love to have the crowd. The crowd started chanting uh, TNA. Yeah. So where do you think I, they? Where do you think they go from here? You think they try to go to NXT? You know, I really, really hope that we see them on NXT talking to William Regal. That would be funny. I think that that would be because we always talk about how some of these wrestlers that they don't have too much to do with should go to NXT to uh, kind of help with the younger, the newer talent and everything like that and put entertain people down at NXT, like Randy Orton, Ziggler. I think Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, that would be a perfect outlet for them, or at least, like, of course, temporary, but it plays right into the storyline. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. It was uh, fun. Next up, you had your main event. As, as expected, Jeff Hardy, Seth Rollins, Finn Balor defeat Miz in the Miztourage. Fun match to cap off the uh, Raw after WrestleMania. Yeah, I. it was a lot of fun. You had Jeff Hardy. Everybody went home happy. Jeff Hardy uh, hitting the Swanton. You had the coup de grace. Um, the stomp. The curb stomp. Yeah, yeah, it was just a lot of fun. Yep, and your announcers signed it off home. Thank you, everybody, for joining us, and have a good night, which I liked. I thought it was a nice uh, nice touch. I agree with you. I think that that sign-off was very different, and I really enjoyed that they actually threw it back to the commentators while they were still uh, posing in the ring, and they signed off that way. Would you do it every week or not too often? you got to see how, how it goes. Uh, that's that's my one thing. You have to see how it works, everything like that. So I'm I'm curious to see if they do it again. I am I'm I'm a supporter of either way, but I think that it's definitely something to investigate and test out and see how it goes. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So that was the Raw after Mania. Let's get to the SmackDown Live after Mania. Starting off with Shane McMahon coming out, thanking everybody for uh, WrestleMania moments and all that stuff. Talk about Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan has resigned as your general manager of SmackDown, and he has announced the new general manager, and that being Paige. I think this is a good fit. I I totally agree with you. It's it's. I'm so happy to see that she did retire, and okay, so she's not going to be at ringside with Absolution anymore. She has totally pushed Absolution in the right direction. But now she's going to be her own character as a GM. It's it's great. Yeah. Um, and she has started off big time. She made a dream match as the main event of SmackDown, saying it's going to be Daniel Bryan facing off against AJ Styles. Nuts. Awesome. Huge mark out from everyone. Yeah, everyone's still going. And it's crazy that these people, man – they like went through all of WrestleMania weekend. They went for the WrestleMania Raw after WrestleMania and SmackDown. They're still going nuts. I, I give so much credit to all those people, and I don't know what they're doing different from me, 
but I could not do that. I don't know about you guys, about you. Yeah, it's, you, you, gotta <laughs> but, have, you gotta be a special kind of stupid to take care of that. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be able to. Next up, uh, tag team match, uh, a rivalry renewed as the Usos defeated the New Day for the number one contenders for the SmackDown Live tag team titles. Usos are now going to face off against the Bludgeon Brothers at the greatest WrestleMania of all time. Now, before, are they getting rid of rematch clauses now? I don't think they had a rematch clause because I don't because I don't like, think I they mean, got pinned. Some, like sometimes you have like, oh, this person gets their rematch. Yeah, Usos have to compete for a number one contendership. They don't automatically get a rematch anymore. I think I I don't know. They said something about it, and I wasn't really paying attention. Okay, so maybe it did, it did come up or whatever. All right. Yeah. Solid you know, New Day and the Usos always put you on, put on great tag team matches. Yeah, you can't go wrong. And I feel like I'm really happy with the direction of the tag team division. It's really limited, but I think they're doing a good job for the three tag teams that are doing something right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Random match with Naomi and Natalya. Naomi getting the win. Highlighting her since she won the uh, Women's uh, Battle Royal WrestleMania. Yeah, that's cool. really it. Yeah, that's really it. Um, Renee Young interviews Nakamura backstage, asking him why he would tarnish his dream match. He says maybe he got very emotional. Uh, he says he's very, very sorry. And very sarcastically. And then he says, sorry, no speak English. And walks away, which <laughs> was awesome. I thought that yeah. was great. Total, total heel. Um, next up, you had the WWE SmackDown Women's title on the line. No, you didn't, Dave. There's something huge, 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 huge before maybe my favorite thing to come out of SmackDown this week. Uh, was why did I? Yeah. Because you're getting ahead of yourself like you always do, Larry. I do. <laughs> Charlotte Flair comes out saying she beat Asuka, blah, 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 this, that, and the other thing. Who's she going to make magic with next? Music hits, bam. It's not the iconic duo, it's the Iconics. Peyton Royce and Billy Kay are on the SmackDown brand now. They cut a great promo, making fun of Charlotte. Um, Peyton Royce's mannerisms were what sold me on this. She's like, I'd like to think, when she says, like, I'd like to thank Air. She, like, crosses her eyes like a big, like, potato face. She's like, I'd like to thank Air for making me breathe. I thought that was very funny. They killed it. They really killed that promo. They play off each other so well. Oh, yeah, it's so good. And I'm, I'm so fine with this. And what do you think about the name change? I'm totally cool with it. I mean, it makes no difference to me. Yeah, it makes no difference to me either. Yeah, there's still awesome. there's still Billy Kay and, still still Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. Exactly that power bomb that they did to Flair on the outside of the ring, though. Yeah, they they went in and they beat the holy heck out of Charlotte, made a name for themselves, and as they were leaving, here she comes. Mella is no longer money. Mella is champion. We have a new SmackDown Live Women's Champion. Carmella cashed in her money in the bank and won the title. I thought it was awesome. Thoughts on the cash-in itself? It was perfect. Did you like that the referee dawdled for so long? Because he didn't know they were trying to help Charlotte up, and she's like, no, I'm cashing in, no, I'm cashing in. Do you think that this should be done every time, though, with referees? Well, didn't... uh Well, didn't... 
Ziggler on his, like, bring a referee down to the ring with him? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I, uh, different strokes for different folks, you know? Like, and even Damian Sandow's, he had, like, a match. You know, he didn't mm-hmm. run down and do the heel thing, but he also lost his, but... I, I just hope that they don't, like, I'm fine with this because it played up that entire, like, what we've seen. The, oh, she's getting, Charlotte's getting so much time, she's going to get up and kick that, or she's going to hit Carmella and beat her, and she's going to lose the money in the beef, uh... Money in the beefcase? Money in the bank briefcase. Um, and it really added to that aspect where you didn't know, and you're actually getting frustrated with the referee and this moment. But I just hope that that doesn't happen in the future too often because I feel like we've seen it in the past and I just want to see a referee. I'm cashing in. She's cashing in. Okay, ring the bell. Like, it doesn't, you don't need that elongated process every single time. Yeah. I understand. But hey, Carmel's uh, Money in the Bank. She's the new SmackDown Live champion. Huge pop. Congratulations she to her. She, des- <laughs> she deserves it. Yeah. Um, next, I don't even want to talk about the next match. Randy Orton's number one contender for the United States title again. He defeated Rusev and Bobby Roode. I, okay. I, I'm just going to like mention about my frustration with this because, so let me get this straight. Jinder Mahal was champion last year. He had a feud with Randy Orton over and over and over match after match night after night. Storyline after storyline, and it was so bland and dull that it crushed uh, Jinder Mahal's um, WWE reign, and it was just boring. So the first person that they put against Jinder Mahal as champion is once again Randy Orton. I do not understand this decision. Rusev is so over, and this I I. Uh, you could have put anyone in there besides Randy Orton. It is frustrating. It is mind-boggling, and I do not. No, sir, I do not like it. Yeah, I don't like it either. So let's not, just not talk about it. Yep. Let's okay. talk about the main event, which could have been a lot better, but somebody had to interfere. Daniel Bryan's first match back on TV since being cleared, facing off against AJ Styles. This was a, another dream match that. Ended in disqualification because Nakamura came in and hit uh, knee to the face of AJ Styles. Hits another low blow on AJ Styles. So it looks like it's still going to be a Nakamura-AJ Styles feud. Daniel Bryan, though, doesn't look like he missed a beat. No, and I'm very happy that this did not get a clear decision. I like that Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles went to a no contest because this leaves it to uh, another match that they didn't get to finish this about and I think it adds even more to Nakamura the fact that he did ruin such a dream match it's kind of like frustrating it's like dude what are you doing so I love the fact that he is playing off that heel yeah so it was a riveting riveting week when it came to the Raw and Smackdown after Wrestlemania I this week I don't feel like we have to talk about 205 Live even though Brandon probably wants to talk, us to talk about it because he wants to get all gooey that Buddy Murphy came out and it looks like he's going to be the first one contending for the Cruiserweight Championship match. All that, was a, that, that was a cool attack that he did. It was a cool attack. I mean, NXT wasn't anything really to 
call home about. It was all the undercard matches from NXT TakeOver, then recapping last week. So how about right now we take a little break. We'll talk about some stuff that went on WrestleMania weekend. And we'll be right back here on Marking Out. Are you kidding me? Welcome back to Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. I want to say that this next segment is going to be like outside the ring stuff, but it's stuff that happened in the ring, stuff that happened out of the ring. We're all over the place. It's a crazy episode of Marking Out. So let's say that it's outside of Mania. Yeah, more than outside of Mania. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. I'll start off with Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor had their. WrestleMania weekend tradition super card of honor, right, Dave? Yep. Cool. What happened? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, super card of honor. Um, there's just so many awesome matches that took place, but something mentioned is that Sumi Sakai defeated Kelly Klein to become the first, the inaugural. Uh, inaugural. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Women of Honor. Inaugural. Inaugural. Uh, Women of Honor champion very happy that sumi sakai won this tournament i know that she kind of has the hearts of every independent fan because of her devotion to wrestling and how long she's been doing it and kind of not really getting the recognition that she has deserved and to see her win this championship be the first one it's so awesome and she's like one of the original like women of honor correct yeah, she's been around for a long time, and she's been helping get kind of a lot of Japanese wrestlers over here and a lot of wrestlers over here to Japan. So it's just really cool. I mean, um, when we first met her at a wrestling event, she was bringing around now wrestling uh, as Evil uh, in New Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, Watabi. Um, oh, really? Back- yeah, many years ago. Oh, wow. So it's really cool that she won this. Also, to mention, the big matchup was Cody taking on Kenny Omega. The big match, Cody, Ome- uh, Cody, Cody Omega. Omega. <laughs> Cody picking up the victory over Kenny Omega, though, in a, a long, hard-fought match. Yeah, it was. I was expecting Kenny Omega to get it, but, you know, it is what it is, you know. We have a new, yeah. ring, new Ring of Honor television champion, Silas Young, has regained the television title, beating Kenny King. So that's, uh, you know, Sal and Dalton Castle regains over Marty Skrull. Yeah. I would have liked to see Marty Skrull win the world championship, but I think they have something good with Dalton Castle. I agree with you. I think Dalton Castle is really great. Marty Skrull I, I love too, and... The it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the Young Bucks and everything. They did play a factor with that Cody and Omega where you didn't know if they were intentionally trying to super kick Kenny or Cody. They said that they were trying to go for Cody, but went for Kenny. So who knows what's going on with the Bullet Club, but they're fine. Everything is fine. Everything is fine. There was a lot of independent wrestling WrestleMania yeah, weekend. So there was Evolve. There was Joey Janela's Spring Break. There was a CZW. Shimmer 100. There was Shimmer 100. There was a CZW event. There was a WWN show. There was a WrestleCon show. If you want the most up-to-date 
in-depth results for that pwponderings.com it's where i go for all of like my indie stuff when i look at pwg and everything like that this is where i go this is the website i go to so go check that website out if you want the full details we want to mention just a couple of the, the the one like big thing that stuck out to me wrestlemania weekend was matt riddle matt riddle he had a successful win over james ellsworth and i was talking to dave about this on sunday was it did we talk yes. about yes yeah sunday that the lines and storylines kind of blurred between events. James Ellsworth attacked Matt Riddle at an event the night before Joey Janela's burn break. Um, Matt Riddle won the Evolve Championship, defeating Zack Sabre Jr. at Evolve 102. He then went on at Evolve 103 the next day and defeated Daisuke Sukamoto and has now announced that every Evolve World Championship match will be competed under no rope breaks. Which Very is cool. Yeah, you know, it's, as I say, you know, try something different with professional wrestling. Do something different. Well, and this is something new. Yeah, different was all about that blood sport. I mean, something that we totally didn't didn't see. I mean, it was more like a UFC grappling than yeah. anything with no, no ropes or anything like that. And they actually replaced Loki at the last minute, the day before. Loki, I think, has a neck injury. So he wasn't able to perform, but they got in Suzuki to replace him, which is unbelievable. Yeah. And Suzuki picked up the victory over Matt Riddle. Yeah. But that but, blood sport was sick. Yeah, I haven't seen any like the pictures from that. Um, cool thing that WWE did in at Access, rather than having just random matches, having Brodus Clay come out and everybody runs from wherever they are in the room to go see Brodus Clay uh, do a squash match against Antonio Cesaro. Oh, no, that was when we went to Access. Um, they <laughs> had a couple of invitational tournaments, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, so they had one for the North American title that was defended. They had one for the European – the what is it? The U- UK uh, title. They had one yeah, for the, the tag UK. team title, which I thought adds – Added something to access. I thought that I was agree really fun. With you. And I, I love the fact that you also had some evolved personalities there, like Doom Patrol with Stokely Hathry appearing and taking place in that. Yeah. Um, you, you also had like uh, um, Kincaid being a part of it too, and Keith Lee. Keith and Lee faced just, off against Cash Zono. Yeah, and Walter as well, and it was just a lot of fun, and I think access definitely did a great job with um because they were because they were trying to keep everybody away from all the other indie shows that were going on so they had to do something different and they had they had something new in there and i thought this was great yeah i agree with you and it's it's amazing so you know uh, a show that could have been this podcast could have been a three-hour show this week me and Dave didn't oh. want it to be – well, I mean yeah. there's so many wrestling podcasts out there that are going to be going over WrestleMania in full depth and stuff like that. We're giving you our opinions on it. We kept it pretty close and pretty pretty concise. Uh, next week, Brandon will be back, and we'll go into more full and concise things about a Raw and a SmackDown. But until then, let's get to Shameless Plugs. Shameless Plugs. All right, this week, make sure you go check out Shining Wizards. Go check them out at Wizards Podcast. Follow them. Also, listen at ShiningWizards.com. It's Tony's birthday. 
So go check out their episode. Retweet it, share it, love it, like it, all that fun stuff. Also go check out Kings of the Rings podcast at KOTR underscore podcast. They put on really good podcasts. Plus they broke the news about Elias on Bourbon Street. Oh yeah, that was Uh, cool too. Yeah, I'm totally giving them credit for that. They put up a, a long video on there and I I really was a fan of it. I think that it was cool, so go check them out. Also go check out IPW I uh, I'm sorry, APW. They unfortunately they are rele- they have to replace the APW championship that was stolen. And this is a highly decorated championship that like people like Cole Cabana won in the past. And someone at the event stole it. So Jerk. unfortunately, yeah, now they have to do a GoFundMe to buy a new championship and replace it. They're almost at their goal. But go check out. Uh, they have a GoFundMe out there. It is GoFundMe.com slash replacing dash stolen dash APW dash championship. But to make things easier, if you're on Twitter, go follow them. All Pro Wrestling at All Pro Wrestling. You could go check out the GoFundMe uh, link from there. Um, also, Hoke, go follow him, Hoke19, and he like without him and the other gifs that were going out there this weekend, I would have been so lost. So make sure you give him a follow. The guy he does so much for pro wrestling. It's pretty amazing what they have done, like with putting all these uh, gifs out there on Twitter. And how it really has exposed you to a little bit more wrestling, more things that you wouldn't normally see. So make sure you go support him. Go give him a follow. Yeah, because he deserves it. Right? Yeah, that's <laughs> for sure. All right. Hey, Chris. Any uh, rants? Things and stuff this week? Matches? Yeah, I got a whole bunch. Hold on. Let's hit the, let's, let's hit the bumper first. Chris's match of the week. Chris's match of the week. All right. Um, I have a match and a rant of the week this week. So match of the week, I probably you probably heard me get mushy over it earlier. Andrade Cien Almas, Alistair Black from NXT TakeOver this week was my match of the week. Out of all the matches that I've seen this week, that was the ma- my match of the week. Go check it. It was awesome. And I, I got to agree with you. I think that was my match of the week as well. Um, let's go to a rant of the week because I was not here last week. I was on a boat. Uh, rather than tell you all about my excursions and going to the Bahamas and going here, I'm going to keep it wrestling related. I was somewhere, and I had my phone on me, and I was just finding wrestling references as I was on my cruise, and I wanted to share them with you. Um, yeah. I, interesting, right? I mean, I could tell you, oh, hey, I went to the bar, and I spent $60 on penny slots and lost it all. But, yeah, I did. Um, Tuesday, uh, we got on the boat on Sunday. Tuesday, I saw my first wrestling shirt, and it was a Balor Club shirt. So that was pretty cool. Uh, Second shirt I saw was on Thursday. It was the uh, Kenny Omega Bullet Club cleaner shirt. Okay. Um, Friday, I was wearing my iStar cult shirt, and I was in the elevator. And this 13-year-old girl looks at me and goes, (laughs) I like your shirt. And I was like, oh, thanks so much. <laughs> she probably even know it was a Cole Cabana shirt or he was a pr- professional wrestler. Um, <laughs> Saturday morning at like 5 o'clock in the morning, I was leaving my room 
because my daughter was up and wanted milk and we had no milk in the room. So I had to walk from the our floor our room on the thirteenth floor up to the fifteenth floor to the dining hall or the buffet to get milk from and I'm like pissed off because she was up for an hour and I couldn't go back to sleep. And I me and Madeline walk out of my room and what is on the little PA system as you walk through the hallways? Mbop by Hansen. Yes. <laughs> right? That's awesome. It was so good. I was just like Okay, I'm like today's gonna roll. Um, I that, that put a smile on your face. Like it sounded like it was. It could have been a, like a really stinky experience to wake up that early to go have to get milk. And I hope that Hanson made you smile. Oh yeah, and Matt, it, it made Maddie smile too. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. Um, and then last thing. So you know Zachary Wentz and Des and Desmond Xavier. You know what their their tag oh. team is. Ta- what is it? A, a yeah. good or a bad? Uh? No, no, yeah, they're great. Yeah, they're pretty cool. You know what their tag team name is, right? Um, oh wow, Scarlet and Graves. Yeah, yeah, Scarlet and Graves. Do you know that's a play off of Ohio State football or Ohio State the the school? No, I thought it was just their clothing line. No, well, apparently the colors of that school are scarlet and gray, and they're huh. from Ohio. So Scarlet and Graves, going That's back to the whole OI4K thing because Ohio was for killers and stuff like that. I was I was on the deck and I saw this guy wearing a shirt that says Scarlet and Gray. I'm like, is he wearing a Desmond Xavier and Zachary Wentz shirt? I'm like, oh cool. Then I looked and it was an Ohio, it was an Ohio State shirt. I'm like, oh wow, that's where he got it from. Wow. So that's something that I that I learned this week. Some somebody's gonna be like, hey Chris, you're an idiot. You know, you, anybody could have thought of that. So no, I, I would have, I had no clue. I thought it was just, I really had no clue how they came up with the name or anything like that. But yeah, I, they got it from Ohio State. Yeah, I mean, I've seen a bunch of their matches, and that team, they have a ton of talent and a lot to come from them. Yeah, no, it, it, it's it's interesting. It should be good. Anyway, uh, I want to say Brandon, who you shouting out, but Chris, who are you shouting out? This is marking out smooth jazz. Brandon shout outs gonna make you wow. First shout out goes to Brandon. Brandon is the heart and soul of the show, and if it wasn't for him, this show would not be existing. Uh, it's a shame that he's not here this week, but you know he deserves it. So I hope he's enjoying his dinner at the Polynesian right now, and he is not getting rushed out of the restaurant because they want to close down. Yeah, I know that he's really, uh, he really wanted to be on this week, and he tried really hard trying to figure it out. And he was even willing to do a podcast of just him if we weren't able to. And, of course, we were able to. Yeah. But, yeah, I I second everything that you said. Yeah. Amen. So, Brandon gets the uh, the shout-out there. Uh, Second shout-out goes to... Ronda Rousey. She really put everybody in their place this weekend and really impressed the heck out of a lot of people, including myself. So yeah. props to her. And it wouldn't be shout-outs without an uh, anti-shout-out, which still doesn't make any sense, but it goes out to the Wi-Fi plan on uh, from Norwegian Cruise Line because <laughs> I paid for this Wi-Fi plan, 
and I couldn't stream anything, so I couldn't watch my Hulu, I couldn't watch any net network, I couldn't barely get uh, half of my uh, websites. That's awful. Yeah, it was. So, anti-shadow goes to that. So anyway, let's get to the last part of the show. Our... Our... Mark out moment of the week. Dave, what do you got for mark out moment of the week? I totally marked out for Elias Sampson performing on Bourbon Street. Yeah? Hard, huh? I thought that was totally... I mean, it was unexpected. Plus, it was a great way to kick off to, like, WrestleMania weekend. I yeah. saw it. I'm like, wow, okay. This is awesome. Oh, while we've been recording, did you know that there was a bench-clearing brawl? Oh, really? Yankees. Red Sox. Really? Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, we man. We totally missed it. Well, I apparently I don't have uh, that channel on Hulu, so I, I haven't been able to watch the game tonight. Wow. I kn- no, it stinks. And, like, I tried to watch it on MLB TV, and it's like, this is blackout restriction right now. I'm like, oh, come on. Um, yeah, I guess it says punches thrown at Fenway after Joe Kelly threw at Tyler Austin. Oh, why? Because they're getting spanked right now, finally? Uh, yeah, it's 10-6. Bottom yes, of the ninth. Uh, bottom of the ninth. Okay. The Red Sox will come back some miraculously. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I uh, I marked out what I mark out for this week. A bunch of stuff. Um, WrestleMania was kind of marked out. The Undertaker coming out, I kind of marked out for it when I didn't think I'd mark out. Uh, I marked out for, the for some reason, I, I marked out hard for the Iconics debut. Cause the promo just like it was just it was a fun promo, and you know it's it's like when Enzo and Cass debuted like their promo I marked out so hard for that. Yeah. Um, and I also marked out hard because I, on the cruise I won two bottles of booze. Woo! Yeah. Well, <laughs> if you purchase stuff at the duty free store, you put your receipt in there, and from there. They had a drawing where you had to be there, and if they pick your name out, you get the, your booze paid for you. So I put my thing in there, and they picked me out because the first person didn't show up, so you had to be there in person, and the second receipt was mine. So I won two bottles of Johnny Walker Island Green. Now I'm going to ask you a question. Where does that fall on the scale, green? It's like it's under gold. No, it's above gold. But they only make the it the it's it's the island green because the green they don't make anymore because they discontinued it. The island green is only you can get it on like cruise ships and duty free and duty free oh. stores and stuff like that. So it's like a where, specialty blend. Where does it compare to like blue? It's under blue. Okay. Although gotcha. Daddy may have gotten two bottles of that for his birthday this year. Uh oh. Yeah, I did. My wife <laughs> my my wife was nice, and they had some sick deals for it on the on the boat. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, it was very cool. I'm I'm just gonna quickly add that I totally marked out for Ronda Rousey too, and I surprise I I didn't expect it, but I marked out for Jeff Hardy. Brandon did too. He had his gauntlets on. He's like, yeah, Jeff, dinner, dinner. <laughs> he was on the airplane just tossing up his Hardy signs and everything like that. Oh yeah, no, he was marking out for Carmella. Oh yeah, that's oh, for sure. Yeah, so that is our WrestleMania recap show for this week, folks. Next week, we uh, hopefully will be back to a threesome. Giggity, 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 goo. Uh, and we will talk about 
all these debuts. Hopefully they're still going well and everything that's going on in the world of uh, professional wrestling. But until then, you can go to markingout.com to subscribe on iTunes, facebook.com slash markingout, twitter.com slash markingout, markingout1 at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow me on youtube.com slash markingout11. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris Dog, Dave on Twitter at DaveTheWave underscore MO. Follow Brandon at BTTG161. And until next week, we wish you the... Best of luck in your future endeavors. And we will see you next week on the podcast. that day they taught us to count to ten, Nigel.